Welcome back to Jackson Transplants, the Welcome Committee for Transplants, Jacksonians Welcome But Not Necessary. In this episode, I chat with Lauren Rose, originally from Denver, Colorado. to chat with me thank you so much for having me on the show i'm i'm a big fan oh thank you so much i forgot the last place i saw you was it i forgot where it was but i was like oh yeah i need to ask her about being on a show it was do you remember where it was i think it might have been a block we were, party downtown. yeah what was that it was like some kind of street oh festival. i think it was like the parking lot day or something parking day, yeah yeah parking days or parking lot days yeah 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 Okay, so how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I am um, working from home, social distancing, like the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, but I went on a walk with my dog and got some fresh air, so. Yeah, good. Been a good day. Yeah, good. So, uh, tell me about moving to Jackson. Yeah, so I moved here almost seven years ago um, and moved here with Food Corps, which is um, an AmeriCorps branch. So we were building school gardens, teaching kids about nutrition. Um, and so I did that for about three years. Okay. And loved it here and have stuck around. Okay. So there are a lot of things, kind of like me. You have a list of things that you do. <laughs> I want to go through each of them. Um, Very eclectic. <laughs> yes. So writer... Gardener, um, you say lowbrow foodie. What what's that? I feel like that's maybe oh. why I should describe myself as. <laughs> so I like good food, and I like you know to eat local and all all that good stuff. But I also am like non judgmental, and I'm happy to like eat a sleeve of Oreos if the occasion calls for that. Okay, so, um, you know I, I I just like food in general. I think that's what my lowbrow foodie means to me okay okay i can i can support that so yeah so tell me a little bit about we're gonna put this in parts because you do so much <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that first about the food stuff yeah i mean in uh, the writing and gardening yeah so i i did a lot of gardening and learned a lot about food and, and agriculture through food core and um like working in school gardens mm-hmm uh, and I, I have a garden at home. I like to kind of experiment, and I've killed a lot of plants, but um, slowly I'm kind of, like, adding to my garden, and it's really, it's been really therapeutic lately, honestly, just being stuck at home and kind of, like, having an excuse to be outside. Um, the writing is something that I've, I've always liked writing. I studied English in college, okay. and I love reading and writing, and I, um, a couple of years ago, I started a low residency program, um, creative writing program at the Mississippi University for Women. 
So mm-hmm. I've been doing that for a couple of years and I'm on my starting my last year this fall. Okay. Um, yeah. I feel like we need to have a side conversation about that once we're done with this, but I don't know about any more totally. school because if I mention school, I think everybody is going to be like, please. Like, <laughs> can you? I've yeah, never. You're almost done. I know, but I've never been out of school my entire adult life. So. School is fun. Learning is fun. I am 34 and I've never been out of school. <laughs> You're a lifelong learner. I am. I am in the need to probably stop so I can save money, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so for the first time ever, even though I kind of consider myself to be from a somewhat green family, I am considering some house plants and gardens. The interesting thing is I am so scared of like bugs and worms. So that's really has been the reason why I hadn't. But I'm at the point where I kind of want it now. So we'll see how that journey goes. But yeah. I feel like with your chat, with your kid, because kids love worms. Oh my is God. what I learned through food court. Yeah. Kids love bugs and worms. They can also be really afraid of them. But if you make it fun, they might give yourself an excuse to like, be less afraid of worms too. yeah worms are so great worms are so great for the garden so like do they run to you when you're like in the garden or do they run like away or they're like hey girl yeah, like so thanks worms, for like they hear you come outside and then they run <laughs> <and kind of laughs> <find> you. <laughs> i'm so yeah because I, I consider like worms to me are like snakes they're like the same to me oh my God. they're not but they're like the same to me it's the same level of fear they're wiggly they're strange but i mean you honestly won't see that many of them unless you're like really digging in the ground okay okay i'm gonna keep you posted on that part of my life yeah so my husband said he you know we were riding around he's like plants shouldn't be that much so i think we want to do both um plants in the house and start like little small i don't know what they call them i don't know if it's like an urban garden but like a window garden or something like that so we'll see oh yeah so, yeah, um, no, I love plants that are, like, really hard to kill. Um, so if they can survive some neglect in my garden, I just, like, stick with those and, and keep going. That's why I love a good cactus. Yes. <laughs> but you can kill they those, too. But, yeah. 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 You, can, you can kill anything, but some are harder than others. Yeah. So tell me about... The, your position as director of the Eudora Wealthy House, Wealthy House and Garden. Yeah, so I started at the Wealthy House in 2018, okay. and um, I've been the director there for a little over a year now. And um, it's so awesome. The Wealthy House, it's a literary museum in Bellhaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually one of the first places I visited when I came to Jackson. Okay. My mom and I, my mom helped me move here, and we. Um, we're just trying to look for things to do and stopped in at the wealthy house and took a tour and it was, um, it was really fun. Yeah. And just so happened that I started working there. We're a small staff of about four people. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a huge volunteer team. That's awesome too. That helps give tours. Um, but we just, we have a a visitor center where you can learn about, you know, wealthy and then, um, the house is right next door and we offer tours of the house every day that we're open. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's a great place to work. As a writer, do you find it inspiring to work there? Yeah, it's inspiring, but also really intimidating. Oh, really? Like Eudora Welty, she had, you know, she won a Pulitzer. Yeah. Like, 
she, but it's, it's really fun because, um, it, there's so many opportunities to like dive into literature Mm -hmm. in the Welty house. So like a lot of, um, you know, we always are reading Welty's work and learning about her life. Um, but there's a lot of other authors who, um, come through the Welty house. Mm -hmm. Um, we partner with Lemuria, uh, at independent bookstore in Jackson to, um, do some author sign book readings and signings at the house too. So that's oh, always wow. fun. And, um, so yeah, there are a lot of like writerly connections right. with, with the house. So I just, first of all, Lemuria is my favorite bookstore. Oh, Even if you're not going Lemuria. there for books, just sitting there. Just yeah. this, yeah. And then every time I go, I'm like, Oh, I have so much reading I have to do because this year I set a goal to read 100 books this year. Wow. And yeah, so I think I'm at, I don't know, I feel like I've read maybe like 17 so far, which I'm actually behind. So you, I was supposed to read two or three per week, but I think last week I probably went through four books. So, I'm, you know, so I love reading. Get some novellas. Huh? <laughs> Get some novellas and poetry. Get some short, short books. You know what? And that's the thing, because I think on average, the books are like 200 and something pages to maybe 300 and something. and. Mm-hmm. I have like categories. I like fiction. I like biographies, but not like a lot of business books too. So I've been trying to branch out and read more fun things recently. I just finished Heavy actually, and I'm two years <sighs> too late because it came out in 2018, but I just finished it and I've literally have been harassing everybody like, hey, this guy's from Jackson. You have to read this book now. And I finished Did it read in the 24 hours. Or paper? You said that I, that I do the audiobook or paper? Audiobook or, yeah. So I did audiobook for I think I did audiobook for Heavy and then I also art the physical copy for Heavy too. See, so yeah. because I, um, I I read it as the book and yeah. then I heard Casey Layman read part of it and I was like, Oh my gosh, I yes. want to listen to the because it was like rated the best audiobook on Audible, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's why I told people like I had a friend who said that he and I was like the Audible I mean the well, I was like, yeah, do the, I said, you have to do both of them because you're going to want to have this book anyway. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. the audio is really, really good as well. So, yeah. So, and what my practice is, is I try to read in the morning and on breaks and at night. And I listen to audio books during the day. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. So, you're reading like multiple books at a time. Yes. Yeah, so I'm usually doing three or four books at a time. See, that's what I like to do too. And... My husband is like, no, I must read one book at a time and finish. Like, he's, you know, he likes to finish. And I'm like, well, what if I'm in the mood for this one? Yeah. Like, what if I'm in the mood for poetry or, like, a novel? have to have a few going And on. see, and that's why I can't do one because, like I told you, the categories, if I did one at a time, it would be too boring because, like, I'm listening to, like, a book that's very scientific right now. And it's, like, 14 hours long. But then I just started Little Fires Everywhere. So I'm reading that. Ooh. Well, I'm actually reading three books right now, and I'm listening to one audio. But all of the books are very different. So I'm like, you can't just... I was like, so I can't do one book at a time because technically speaking, it would be a little bit, uh, you know, it would be heavy probably on the educational front if I did that. And then I would get bored and I wouldn't read it and it would take all day for me to finish the book. So that's why I tell oh, yeah. people I like to do both of them. And then I like to harass my friends for their audible credits. And I like to have fast, like harass them for like Amazon gift cards so I can get more and more books. So 
yeah <laughs> so but um yeah so um yeah that's kind of my habit and I, I would imagine that's it when I start you know writing and blogging because I'm kind of close to the house I say maybe I'll sit like in the front yard or something and start writing and maybe I'll feel inspired if I feel like she's like watching me oh, <laughs> from our no, house. You should, um, so before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, walking through the wealthy house and yeah. our garden is open. Obviously none of the supplies during coronavirus epidemic. Yeah. Our, the garden is open to the public and it's totally free to walk through it during our visitor hours. So you can like go and hang out on the side porch. The only thing is we don't have Wi-Fi there right now. Yeah. Um, but if you just need, like, some time to, to write in your journal or, like, bring your laptop, um, there's benches and you can just hang out and, yeah, enjoy enjoy some sunshine. Yeah, that would be cool. But, you know, um, I think, well, last week I finished on the come up. So I think I'm going to start spending more time focusing on authors who are from here because there are a lot of good books and I'm just so yeah. late to the party even on the come up come up I assume because it had to do with her wanting to be a rapper I'm like ah, I'm not really the biggest rap fan but the book was so good and so much more than that you know so yeah I'm working on it maybe I'll share it to um with listeners to some recommendations but um oh, that'd be really cool. yeah yeah so I, I feel like I first met you through One Million Cups, which is where I know most people from. Um, yes. And you becoming an organizer. You was a fellow organizer. And also your business, which I don't know if I told you, but I tried your kombucha one time. Somebody was oh. telling me about it, and I tried it, and I became obsessed with it. And I started buying it <laughs> everywhere it was available. So, and then, like, even when I try other brands, I'm like, oh, no, this this is not like Lauren's at all. <laughs> so, oh, thanks, Ashley. <laughs> so, I mean, I was literally, like, buying it. I was, like, going to Mama Nature's. I was going to McDay's. I'm like, where is this sold so I can buy it everywhere? So. <laughs> Thank you for supporting. Yeah. No, I felt so much guilt when I, when I closed my business. I was like, oh, all the kombucha lovers. Yeah, yeah, because. By a different brand. Yeah, because, yeah, it's it's been rough out here for us. But, I mean, like, where did you even kind of get the idea to even do something like that or fermentation, like, in general? Because it really was something I had never heard of before you. Yeah, so, yeah, Sweet and Sour was my fermented food and drink business. And it, kind of, it happened really organically. So mm. I started brewing kombucha, um, Right after graduating college, I took a class and then got super into kombucha, which is fermented tea and other fermented things like sauerkraut, pickles, and yogurt. Um, so I started, while I was still doing food core, um, I started selling fermented products at the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. So first it started with sauerkraut, and then I kind of expanded to kombucha as well. Um, and then it got to the point where I, you know, I decided to, to make it my full-time thing um and so I found a commercial kitchen and started selling wholesale um and yeah it was a a huge adventure and so it was a lot of fun it was a huge learning experience yeah um met a lot of great people like you and other small business owners in Jackson and farmers and awesome customers so um yeah it was a a, a great few years yeah yeah um you know what's and you 
I don't know how you would feel about this, but what's interesting is before I became an entrepreneur, but knew I wanted to be one, in my head, I thought things would go like kind of like uh, a line that's like going up, like just straight up. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when just you're... like just doing better, uh, you know, better and better every year. And entrepreneurship is not or having a small business is not like that at all. Considering no. I think we're going into our fourth year, and you know, sometimes when people want to talk to me about it, I'm like, y'all want to talk? I was like, we have not, <laughs> we have not done those that many things, but people still want to talk a lot about like what we want to do because it's kind of considered innovative to some people. But I'm like. It was nothing like I thought. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hop into this. And then we're like, we're going to be doing better and better. We're going to quit our jobs next year. And it's going to be all good. And it's not like that at all. So. Well, and I think that's, that's like the beauty of starting a business is there's so much you don't know. Yeah. Like if you knew all of it at the beginning, you probably wouldn't do it. Right. Like, at least I probably wouldn't have. But, you know, it comes, you learn, you take each thing one step at a time, each challenge. Um. And then I'm sure, though, if you're looking back at, like, where you started four years ago, obviously, like, you would see how much you accomplished. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely not a linear process. <laughs> yeah. I guess, um, yeah, so it's, it's very, very interesting because I came from an economic development background. So I think I was working in economic development or maybe I just left it. And I had worked with small businesses before, so I figured, okay, so I have this knowledge, I have a degree in planning, ah, oh, this should be easier for me. And no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, you probably, probably knew, like, where to go for resources. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like there's things that you can just never anticipate. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, re- resources are, like, grant opportunities are not as available, as available. Are there for specific areas, like, if you're in tech, Man, like money is probably pouring out of the sky, but then you still have to meet like a certain level, um, a certain criteria or whatever. So even like as a proposal writer doing that, you know, as a freelancer and teaching that, people are like, "Where, where's the money? And I'm like, it's not like just falling out of the sky like that. <laughs> I was like, you have to, but you know, you never know after this, you know, I, I feel like there's going to be more opportunities once we are um, done with the apocalypse. So We'll see. Oh, I hope so. I hope so, especially like you know, thinking about all those food businesses and the food industry. Yeah, and like we're going to need to support our restaurants and our food producers and farmers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. rough out there. I do like what I'm seeing that there are so many businesses working together with the farmers and stuff, and I think it's definitely going to be something that I pay attention to more, and I'm more. Um, even like sharing it with the listeners because I mean I've always been the person who is a shop local first. I don't really I'm not big on chains or anything like that. I think the food is mostly terrible. <laughs> so, but uh, even more so now because you know when it comes to the economy, small businesses are usually the foundations of it. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's why I like many other people. Uh, every day I'm like, oh, I'm ready for this to be done. So <laughs> there, there, people are doing cool things though. Like I saw, um, two dog farms is doing like a weekly farm box that mm-hmm. you can pick up and someone posted a photo and there was like a line of cars to oh, get yeah. into the farm and pick up boxes. And I was like, that is just 
awesome. I know the garden pharmacy is doing stuff like that too. So yeah, I definitely think, like I said, even me being interested in having plants and having my garden, I think that had that ex- this experience has made me kind of want to be into that, or even buying stuff from like um, the the market that you mentioned earlier. Um, was it the uh, uh, I always want to call it the flea market. It's not a flea market here. The uh, oh, the, farmer's the farmer's market. Yeah, but I yeah. think I'm gonna see. I think we will probably see more people shopping there as well. So yeah. Yeah, because you know where your food is coming from. Yeah, I think that makes a big difference. Well, and that's always been a thing for me. It's like I've kind of been aware because we have we had a lot of presentations at One Million Cups too, like from farmers and people who work there and then I forget and then I go to Walmart or Kroger because it's convenient and then I remember again oh this is why you should buy you know your vegetables your fruits your beef like your soaps and everything else (laughs) from these places but yeah you really can get everything at the farmer's market literally everything everything that you need and stuff you don't need True. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think I need this T-shirt, or I think I need jewelry, or whatever. Oh my gosh! Um, there's a lady there that makes the cutest crocheted animals. Yeah, animals, and she has these stuffed crocheted po- opossums. Oh and wow! I got, I got one for my friend's baby shower. Uh-huh. Um, who lives in Michigan? They're like, "What animal is this?" <laughs> I was like, "It's an opossum. It's cute." <laughs> Do they do they see many possums out there? I mean, there's gotta be. I, I would assume so, but um, I think there's. I think there's more here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There wasn't any in Colorado. That's for sure. Yeah. I've never seen an opossum before. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, kind of um, going back a little bit, how did you find out for it? Did you just get placement in Jackson, Mississippi, or did you research Jackson ahead of time? I actually had um, a friend that was doing food court here, Anna Richardson, who left before I moved here. But so she, I, I found out about food court from her, um, and I was living in D.C. at the time mm-hmm. and a, applied to do food court. And I, I did put on the application that I would go anywhere. There was at the time food court, I think, was in 15 different states. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they accepted me, and they're like, you're going to Mississippi. And I was just like, oh. Okay. Don't know much about Mississippi, but I will learn. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, pivoting just a little bit, you know, normally I like to ask for, you know, like advice or things to do, places to go. We can't right now. Not really. So, but could you frame it maybe uh, in a way of people who are like, you know, obviously we're all like shut in. So, are there any recommendations or businesses that should be supported even as we go through this experience together? Well, one, like a couple of businesses that are giving me life right now, Spice Avenue is my favorite restaurant. Oh, okay. They're an Indian restaurant and they're right down the street from my house. Um, and so their takeout is delightful. Um, and then I've really been enjoying Coffee Pros has a drive through and I, I like yeah. going to the po- Coffee Pros drive through and they have um, popsicles now. Yep. And I guess, I've only bought, like, the popsicles one at a time, but you can buy, like, as many as you want and take them home. And you can so prob- I think that's cool. And you can probably order books, too. 
to the drive-thru. Yeah, you can order books. Oh, and yeah, that's another thing is the Maria's doing their curbside pickup. Yeah. So I've gotten some books from them. They just, it was so cool. I went over there and you just call when you get there um, and you, you pay over the phone. And there was like three other people that were pulling up at the same time as me. We were all getting our books delivered to our cars. So it was really cute. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, those are a couple. And then online, like I know, um, so the Welty House is part of the Miss Me Department of Archives and History. Mm-hmm. And so they do this really awesome program weekly, usually called uh, History is Lunch. Mm-hmm. And I know they're they're going back to the archives and reposting um, different History is Lunch because there's been like hundreds of talks. And so oh, wow. those are really cool if you want to learn more about um, different it's, it's history, but it's all all over the place, like civil rights history. There's writers that come and talk, so um, their their backlog is pretty cool. Okay. I have to make sure I follow, like, all these pages to stay abreast. But interestingly, I'm trying to minimize social media, too, just because oh every gosh, time I open that up, it's, like, coronavirus, and I'm, like over it a little bit just for a a mental health perspective you know so (laughs) but yeah twitter is twitter is like funny and then really it it alternates between being funny and then really depressing and then i'm like should i be reading more news and be you know staying informed or should i like take care of my mental health yeah have an anxiety attack. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to handle. Well, I will tell you, for my Twitter account, my personal account, I have muted all variations of coronavirus. <laughs> so, corona, coronavirus, Dorona, COVID, <laughs> like all of it, I've muted White House, President Trump, Trump, because a lot of times you'll yeah. still get the updates even, you know, about it, even with his name. So I've muted that on Twitter. I feel like Twitter is a safe space. Twitter and Instagram, maybe. But Facebook, you don't have that. Uh, you know, you can't really mute. You can you can block people or whatever accounts. But you can't really mute it. And, like, if half your family and friends are constantly sharing the information, you know. Yeah. So I've said that prior for the last few episodes, like, that has been just eliminating news and minimizing social media. I feel like if something is important, I'm going to come across it. Somebody's going to tell me. Just because everybody is consumed with it. All day, well, every day. You can day. just go to the New York Times or like the NPR and find out from there instead of like getting strangers on the internet's opinions. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Especially when it's like the end date and I'm like, ah, I got to check out. <laughs> so, which is mm-hmm. completely fine because, you know, I mentioned to people a few weeks ago, my proposal defense was actually supposed to be March 23rd. And of course, it had to be pushed back. Oh. So now it's like the first week in May. So I have other things to focus on, at least for the next few weeks. So I should not be on Facebook. Anyway, I feel like every time I'm, I'm on Facebook, my chair gets on Facebook. Or he like accepts a friend on Goodreads. So it's like, oh, you're reading, but you're not writing your dissertation. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> so I just, actually deleted my Facebook account and it was very healthy. Oh. <laughs> I know it's harder if you have a business. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the first things I did when I actually when I closed my business, I was like, Yeah, I heard of Facebook now. Yeah. But you know what, to be honest, I schedule a lot of my posts, so it's really 
no reason for me to kind of be on it because like a lot of that stuff is scheduled in advance to auto post. So like I'm usually popping in, I get tons of alerts and stuff. So that's usually why I'm popping in or to write something, some type of nonsense, but I really don't need to be on it as much. So my, my husband has been practicing something and he really doesn't do social media, but just in general with his phone, he's been like, leaving his phone like in the living room and like working somewhere else so oh, it's like good. zero distractions including me calling him asking him to pick up <laughs> to bring lemonade upstairs he's like you know like limited distractions will so you'll call him in your house yeah i will call or text That's him really cute. <laughs> yeah the other night i was like texting my husband selfies from the other room I was, like, I'm, <laughs> we're both in our house Board, I'm gonna bother you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, me uh, annoying him has definitely increased. Um, <laughs> right before we started recording, I said, Where's the cookies? And he said, Well, because you were mean to me last night, I hid them. So, like <laughs> last night, uh, <laughs> I grabbed, you know, a few cookies and I was walking towards the stairs to come back upstairs for whatever reason. And he said, Hey, give me one of those cookies. And I just ran off. And it went upstairs. So apparently, apparently after that, he got upset and decided he was going to hide the cookies from me. But because oh I don't think gosh. he was very good, at, uh, I was like, well, he can't be that good at hiding something. So I did find them. So <laughs> now you have to hide them. Yeah, I should. I because I have been known to hide snacks so he wouldn't eat them up. So, but overall, we have not tried to kill each other i feel like we get healthy breaks and i told you about like we're doing things in shifts when it comes to the toddlers so we have been faring better than i thought because i was scared when i first got the alert that her daycare is going to be closed and i'm like yeah. two-year-old all day <laughs> so yeah. that's great at least you don't have to do like she's not the age where you would have to do like school work and stuff well I no for a lot of folks well we have to do schoolwork, but it's not as challenging but they definitely mailed us a package and some a couple of books really yes yes wow <laughs> so because you, it is so because she and it's it's kind of important to maintain momentum because although she's two she knows her numbers to like 30. You know, she knows her alphabet. She knows the color. She knows her months, her weeks. And she knows a lot of this stuff in Spanish as well. So <laughs> part of what we had to teach her, like my husband has uh, index cards all over uh, the house to help her learn how to read. So we have to, we're trying to reinforce a lot of this stuff. Um, we're helping her trace letters and stuff. So yeah, interestingly, she had a little packet. So we have to make sure she's prepared when she go back. Wow. Do they have baby Zoom? I've heard that like other daycares are doing that where all the babies just like get on Zoom and look at each other. Well, we hadn't done baby Zoom, but we have FaceTime with one of her teachers and classmates. So, oh, nice. yeah. And like I told you before, although she's two, she's already said like, I miss school. I miss my teachers. I miss my friends. So, you know, I keep telling her, I was like, well, baby, we're still on spring break. So that's why I've been telling her over and over again. So... 2020 is just one long spring break. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but I thought that spring break would be like uh, extended to me uh, to finish school. I was like, well, are they extending school by a week or two? And my chair was like, no, they're not. So you still need to wrap it up. <laughs> Obviously they should because especially for parents, you know, parents who are doing childcare and having to work, 
and finish school. Like, that's a lot. It is. They it should is. be doing that. It is. So, you know, it, you know, I have a little bit of privilege and I have a lot of flexibility. But, like, I was just talking to my friend where the expectations for work is the same. And, um, you know, yet she has two kids, you know. And I think they're both below seven, you know. So, yeah, the expectations are the exact same or even more. So, and even, you know, with my husband, he has to check in as well. They want to make sure, like, he's available, like, hourly via, like, email and phone. So, I know for some people that is, even if you are married or definitely if you're a single household, to, like, maintain the same level of work with a child, which is unrealistic, but, you know. I don't want to get anybody fired <laughs> on my real thoughts. <laughs> so like, what? what's one thing or a few things you want to do as soon as we kind of have our freedom back? I've just been like wanting to gather all of my friends in the backyard. Maybe if this goes on long enough, I'll have time to build a fire pit. We can just oh. like hang on the backyard and grow marshmallows. I just want to like have people over and eat food together. That's, yeah. That's one thing. And this is really, sounds really stupid, but, like, I love thrifting, and it's one of the things that I do to relax, and Mm -hmm. I just, like, love going to, like, estate sales and garage sales and thrift stores, Um, so clearly can't do that right now, but I'm really excited to go back and do that. Also because, like, I've just been home all the time, looking around my house, thinking about, like, all of the cool things that I want to put in my house and that I want to find it like repeat street um, yeah so i definitely was going to ask you your favorite places so i've gotten usually if we need to buy something that's particularly like furniture the first thing we do is thrift so like, like repeat street yeah. and the place that's out there in pearl i love that um flea market yeah that flea market and orange yes. pill because it's like an oldie or in a goodie too <laughs> do you have any other like places that you like to thrift I really like the Goodwill that's next to um, Kroger on I-55. Okay. And I've actually found some, you know, it's it's hit or miss, mm-hmm. but I have found some decent furniture items there occasionally. Um, but, yeah, Repeat Street is definitely my go-to for, like, bigger furniture stuff. Yeah. And even Facebook Marketplace oh. for some things. I never thought um, about that. Yeah, I, I sometimes just go on when I'm bored, but, yeah. It's, I definitely like to go to a place and browse and just, like, look through stuff. Right. So that's that's my one of my favorite hobbies. Right. I know one thing, this experience has definitely kind of tempted me to want to spend more money, but... Yeah, like, just being at home and looking at stuff online. And then stuff being on sale, like it's particularly for books. I tweeted out probably a couple of weeks ago that I didn't need any more books. Cause I'm just like, I I had a I lot of I always buy books. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of a lot of things in Audible because I got it for Christmas, and then I bought things for sale. But then I've been buying like more e. Well, I I really would prefer to have more physical books, but I've been buying ebooks because, of course, right now. It's going to take time to get something to you, you know, if you are. And I'm the type of person where I need to find the books that I can just, like, pick up. I really don't want to wait <laughs> for anything. So yeah. some of those books have been um, e-books, which I hate to do. But, um, 
Yeah, so I've been trying to like delete those emails as well. Like I've minimized emails too, like maybe once or twice a day, but it's not like before I would answer like it was a text message, you know? But um yeah, definitely the nice thing though is like I have no desire to do any online shopping for clothes. Like it's just like clothes have become irrelevant yeah. in my life. I just wear sweatpants every day. Yeah. And it's yeah. So that's um that's one thing that I definitely like not spent any money on that's how i feel about clothes but the toddler i think it's time for her because i think they grow out of stuff like every three months so oh, for yeah, her yeah i think i'm gonna buy i'm trying to see how long i have before i start buying more clothes and shoes for her but like for us me yeah i even you know a lot of people don't know how gray i am i've been gray since i was like 16 years old <laughs> so i normally have a good schedule of dyeing my hair and i have not even attempted to try so oh, that's like a great benefit you can just like grow out your hair because i actually have a ton of gray too i think you should embrace it you i hate it gray do you really in right now i you know what and i was gonna take that gray and i I felt like I wanted to call Sally's Beauty, but I also didn't want to harass them because they probably shouldn't be working anyway. <laughs> but I was considering dyeing the gray like blue and wondering if the if it would stick because it is gray. But I mean, honestly, now is the time to do all those like weird hair experiments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time for it to grow out before you see anyone. And I guess my hair is weird because I always dye like jet black. So it's like a real big contrast between like seeing like the white and gray hair and then like seeing my hair being black. But really, it's not that dark like in real life. But I do it just so I can make sure it takes the gray. So it's been interesting. But I think like for as me, I'm technically people don't realize like I am an introvert. So I don't like being like at events and parties. But actually, I'm looking forward to going to things. I'm actually looking forward to like family reunions and stuff because no. like who knew the last time you saw some people that you would go so long while seeing them. Like I went to Mardi Gras right before this happened. So that's literally like the last time I, I saw a lot you of my family. Well, you know what? I told people that when I was going down there for Mardi Gras, of course, everybody's like, be careful, whatever, just in general. But I told people, I said, oh, I'm going to do what the local people do. I'm not going to be in the big crowds. And I think that's probably what saved my daughter and I from getting sick. So, like, we went to see, like, um, they're called the baby dolls. And we went to see them. And, I mean, it was quick. We waited to start it. And then we kind of dipped out. We went to City Park. So we didn't go to, like, the really big and popular parades with a lot of, you know, like, the big crowds and stuff. So I said, you know, being that I'm from there, I said, I'm going to go for a local experience. I'm not going to get involved with everything. And I think that's probably what saved us because I was thinking, well, next year I'm going to take her to the big parade so she can see that and all that. But really not going, although so many people invited us. But I said, look, me and her have been out here all day already and she's not letting me put her down. She's making me hold her and she's like 30 pounds. <laughs> so I was like, we're tired. We're going to go do some other stuff. But I think not being in that crowd really saved me so yeah so but yeah so like for me my family I I think they're fine with not seeing me but not seeing their grandchild and their great-grandchild has been hard going this long while that so I know probably it's gonna be a combination of all those brunches that you keep pushing back you keep pushing back because you think you have time and then seeing family because 
you know, you never know what happens. And even just to be, you know, alive and healthy and breathing, like it's something to be grateful for. So, yeah, I think I'm going to I think we're going to be going on a road trip. I think we're going to be seeing everybody (laughs) eating everywhere. I honestly haven't talked to my family this much ever since I like left home, but we've been talking all the time and you're right. It is, it does make you feel really grateful for those relationships and like friends I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. I hadn't talked to in a while. Like we've been reconnecting. So that is a really nice side benefit, like unexpected silver lining of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like honestly speaking, uh, you know, like we're still going through it, but you know, I have like my little vision board that's up in my bedroom. And I was like, really, the only thing that's impacted us really is just we had a lot of travel and we had a lot of conferences like during this time. So I'm like, kind of on the flip, we kind of saved money, <laughs> if anything, because a lot of stuff was, you know, everything was like basically canceled. But like, you know, just, you know, some people are really having it tough and even if you are having stuff to to be alive you know it's still yeah that's why we're staying at home is yeah just to like keep people safe and keep our healthcare, you know our medical professionals safe so yeah yeah and just make and speaking of that we need to make sure people know uh the symptoms too just in general because i've had like a lot of family be like oh like a eyelash drop. Well, if I have it, make sure y'all know the <laughs> symptoms before you run to the doctor's office. It's already like full of people anyway, and then that makes you more vulnerable to catch it anyway. If they're seeing a oh book, yeah, yeah. Like, so definitely call at least before yeah. you go anywhere. Call, yeah, because you don't want to be like, oh, I think I have it, and they're like dealing with like a hundred other cases for people who actually do have it. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, okay, well. Do you have anything else for these people? I'm trying. I'm gonna uh, refrain from calling them shady haters for at least for a little while. <laughs> um, well, I'll just I'll put in a plug for our Wealthy Book Club that we we just uh, announced today. So um, we're gonna be doing a ten week virtual book club starting okay. April 20, 29th. Um, so you can find all the details at Eudora Wealthy House on Facebook and Instagram. But I'm I'm pretty excited about that. It's something new that uh, we're launching. So I'll put in a little plug for that. Okay, cool. And you know what? Speaking of, I miss the library so much. And I told myself I should have checked out books. But I was like, nah, I think we'll be okay. Because they're saying social distancing, you know, maybe I can pop in and then they close it. So that hurts as well. But you know, <laughs> you can get you can do ebooks and audiobooks. From yeah, right you can. So yeah, and all you and then you can get like um a temporary um membership too if you sign up electronically. I think it's good for like a few months. But yeah, okay, yeah. I wish I would have you know just I miss like the physical books and the smell of the books. So just yeah, yeah. one of those things you take for granted. Another thing. But yeah, yeah. so. Thank you um, for agreeing to be interviewed. Thanks so much for having me. This was great chatting with you. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I follow all of the sites, and I'm going to make sure I include it in the show notes as well um, because I cannot wait to visit. Like I told you uh, before we started recording that, like, it's crazy. I have not been by Pass It Up, like, every day. So... (laughs) 
And it's yeah, such a beautiful we're, house. We'll be back whenever this is over. Come on by and yeah, say hello. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, so I guess I will talk to you, not haters, you cool people. You cool kittens and cats. <laughs> Next week. Bye. Bye.